Fat Boy Show. Hey, you're listening to the Fat Boy Show, and it's a beautiful Thursday morning, the 13th of uh, January 2022. I am Fat Boy, and the nation is uh, going through something very interesting at the moment. Uh, obviously, as you know, the children have started going back to school after having been in, uh, you know, at home for almost two years. Uganda ranking first around the world when it comes to school closures. No other country had their schools closed for longer than Uganda. So, if you're one of those people that's concerned that Uganda is not uh, excelling anywhere where well, we excelled in that, in closing our schools. Wow, what an accomplishment. <laughs> well, on the Fatboy Show today, let's explore some of the challenges that seem to be happening with regards to the reopening of schools. Of course, as you know, many young girls found themselves getting pregnant uh, over the course of the two years because they were away from home. I-, I beg your pardon. Away from school, they were at home. And members of the community, their fellow students who are also at home, I guess uh, one of the ways they spend their time time was to make babies and so now that schools are are reopening and kids are being allowed back we have a crisis what do we do with all these pregnant girls or girls who now have children Uh, what do we do now it's been suggested that some provisions be made by the schools for the girls who will be returning to classes uh, that there should be provisions made that would allow for them to nurse some of their children that they have produced and uh, this has been met with the interesting reaction from different quarters Now, the Church of Uganda Archbishop, Dr. Stephen Kazimba Mugalu, has said that schools are not well equipped to address the health challenges that may emerge from the first months, especially if pregnant girls are allowed back. He is saying that this uh, blanket permission, you know, to allow the girls back to school, the pregnant ones and the ones with kids, that it flies in the face of a national commitment to ensure a reduction in maternal mortality uh, and... uh, I don't know uh, what we are supposed to make of these remarks. On the show today, by the way, I am joined by Viola, who is a journalist working with Urban TV. She also hosts a business show there. Uh, Viola, you're welcome to the Fatboy Show. Thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, it's good to see that 2022 is treating you well. Yeah, it always looks like that from the surface. Okay. From the hair to the nails to the skin to the eyebrows, mm. which are drawn, by the way. Mm-hmm. You cannot be sure to draw a conclusion. Well, but 2022 is actually fun. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And it will be for many students that are returning to school. But now for those who have children, what do you think we're supposed to do with them? I mean, the recommendation is that they be allowed back in school and that the schools make provision to accommodate these new challenges. What, do you think it's possible? Because it's one thing to wish it or to say it or to require it. It's another thing to implement it. Well, when I first heard that, um, I actually reacted funny. I was like, how could this man of God say that these kids be sent away, you know. Mm-hmm. But then on further thought, I realized um, the schools on which we are putting this pressure aren't ready for this. That's the reality. The schools are not ready. This is a government, um, I actually would want to say this is a government responsibility. Mm-hmm. These are children of the nation mm-hmm. and not children of private schools. Mm-hmm. Private schools are suffering after two years of closure. They've been doing renovations and so many things like that. So it's very difficult for you to want to have a nursery now. For pregnant mothers, mm-hmm. you know, to then want to have, you know, a room for breastfeeding mothers, for the pregnant ones, the ones who want taken up, you know, it, it's, it's quite a lot on a school that's not being aided by government at all. Now, considering many schools are on the brink of uh, bankruptcy and closure because, uh, you know, given uh, two years of uh, shutdown, you know, they've not been able to operate, make money, uh, make good on some of their debt obligations. So sometimes the banks are uh, demanding 
uh, for their money. Some schools uh, are being auctioned off and so forth. So the schools are in no position to, uh, I don't think they can raise the funds to accommodate this requirement. So wh- what do we do? What do we do with the girls who now have children? Do we tell them to stay at home and nurse these children? Or can we perhaps tell them to go to class and just show up with their kids and mix and mingle with the, the regular students? No, first of all, that's um, I, I disagree with that on two fronts. The first one is when you send pregnant girls back to school, the other students are going to feel like it's normal. They will just feel like, you know, even if I get, you know, pregnant, I'll just come around, you know, be slaying, and they have, you know, hormonal problems. Uh-huh. This kid is going to be so angry. They're going to be snapping at everyone, you know, the teachers, and, and, and teachers are really going to have a hard time, you know, balancing these students and the others. Sometimes you're whipping kids, you can't whip this chick. And, and remember, she's just having attitude, she has hormones, she has all those issues. And honestly, the school environment is really dangerous for a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. You're running at break time or maybe there is like a strike or something. They're going to shoot the baby, you know. They, you can't yeah. run, you can't do anything on the yeah. street. You're literally so vulnerable. And another thing is... um. I already mentioned that the schools cannot afford to, you know, adjust for special needs children, you know. Yeah. Special needs right now. These are like the deaf students or something where you already we can't accommodate those you cannot and yet now we want to add another special class of students and i honestly don't want to you know downplay people's thoughts and beliefs the public is so emotional right now they feel like we are just you know where the guys that made them pregnant you know some of them could have been their house helps at home those ones are gone we don't know where they are Mm -hmm. others could have been their classmates but still it won't help you cannot stop this child from studying and you cannot accommodate them right now after two years of closure so what i think is let's have these kids spend a year at home Mm -hmm. it is going to serve as a punishment it's going to serve as caution actually not a punishment as caution and next it's going to help them sort whatever they have and return to school as a student and not a mom so realize you return as a mom and kids will make fun of you they will do all these funny crazy things do you think uh in in case uh it was uh, a fellow student that impregnated them uh, you know a boy do you think that the male student should also be sent away for a year i actually believe you know in a, in a very uh dramatic way of reasoning i would think let them have a mini home, a mini family. They first go and take care of their lives, you know, like for a whole year. Uh, honestly, like... What, you want to force them I into not, becoming a couple, I'm a married couple? I'm literally not a feminist. No, that's co-parenting. Mm-hmm. I would send these people away. For the guy, it's a punishment. For the chick, it's like a break. And wow, punishment so, as well for her. Yeah, so like, well, that's a very yeah. Uh, take care of this baby. Yes, but you're taking a very conservative stance. I think many mm-hmm. women's rights groups would argue that uh, these girls are, are in fact victims. Because let's not forget, not only is it fellow classmates that are the ones responsible for impregnating them. Some some of them are were impregnated by men in the community. It could mm-hmm. be the border borders. Could be mm-hmm. uncles even in some terrible scenarios. You know, so, uh, so, so some of these girls are uh, victims where they. Were are not able to say no to the sexual advances that cause them to be pregnant. So do you want to punish such a girl who could not afford to not say no uh, when somebody wanted to have sex with her? So, you know, I would love to put this in this way. Like, I come from a culture where certain words are not said in public. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not said does not mean they don't exist. They are there at the back of our minds. We know them, but we don't say them. So that's how I'm going to look at this. Just because you're a victim does not mean you have to just come and and like be here. It's like when you say a kid has a hearing problem, but you just don't want to sideline her. So you be like, no, it's okay. Let's mingle with others, you know. But she's not hearing anything. We have to face certain things the way they are. Take this person as a special needs person. Special needs means go home, 
give birth, this pregnancy is so delicate. It can cost her her life. So what? Uh, you want them to do like... Uh, so in the case of, say, the pregnant students or yeah. those who gave birth, you for them what you recommended, maybe homeschooling, home no. learning for one the year? The ones that gave birth can actually now transition to day schooling. You know, um, they might even change school. Go to a school near your home. Make sure you come home and nurse the baby. Eh, wow. Yes, well, honestly. You're, you're a tough, no-nonsense person. Yes. And uh, you have a very interesting approach to this uh, crisis. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in having schools <laughs> full of pregnant moms. I call them moms. And can you, imagine how the boys would, moms. can you imagine how the boys would react, let's say. You so see, the girl shows up to school with a baby, <laughs> right? And then <laughs> she has to breastfeed the baby. So there you are. You have these <laughs> teenage boys with raging hormones. And their female classmates are pulling out their breasts. <laughs> To breastfeed, <laughs> I, I think they'll the boys will just get confused. You see what I'm actually saying? This is <laughs> they'll go mad. You see, we, we all just sit in our high chairs and offices and advocate as feminists, as human rights activists. I am one of the biggest human rights activists you will ever find on the planet. But I don't believe in this kind of scorn and, and, and you know shameful um, conditions you're putting these girls through. A guy is going to make fun of your pregnancy. You begin crying. Yeah, you'll be bullied and all that. eh? Well, it's well, it's very unfortunate that uh, as a society we allow this problem to, uh, you know, come into play. Partly, it is the politicians who put in place these really. Now, in hindsight, we know that they were quite uh, nonsensical. This uh, school closure was totally unnecessary. Many, many other countries did not close uh, their schools, let alone for this long. Uh, so uh, they don't have to deal with similar problems as we have to. Uh, but now that it, the, the problem has already occurred uh, and is, is here, it is now for us as a country, as a community, as a society to try and find a solution to the problem. Well, you're listening to The Fat Boy Show. Do stay tuned with more great music. Uh, joining us today once again is Viola, who is a journalist at uh, Urban TV. And uh, already we're having such a great time. Make sure not to go anywhere. Tech, games, sports, politics, jobs, money, relationships, movies, music, and entertainment. All the cool things in life. We're listening to The Fat Boy Show.